Uh, Medway is a fake one all the time, but the boy is officially in business. Mm, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, with your host, as always, Drew. And your favorite barman, Kip. So. Welcome to another episode of The Sports Bar. Yeah. Uh, as always, remember to follow us on Instagram. At The Sports Bar KE. And on Facebook. The Sports Bar. Karibu sana. Nah. Let's get do into this. it. Let's do this. So as always, it's a Monday and you know how we kick things off. We have to go through everything that happened over the weekend so, in a segment yeah. we call The Recap. When you recap your weekend, just give you a heads up on what transpired over the weekend, yeah. which was very sporty. Yeah, so uh, Drew, let's kick things off with the UFC. The fights were insane. The wins were well-deserved. Who won and what happened? We have a new lightweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who is it again? Um, I, I remember predicting someone. And, uh, it's uh, Charles uh, Oliveira. So, so the dude Maya I predicted. So against Michael I Chan. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, huh? Yeah, so <laughs> Charles Oliveira won the fight against Michael Chandler. In the by, uh, TKO. seconds after the second round. Yeah, second round TKO. But eh, wasn't my favorite. My favorite fighter, but... But credit where brilliant. credit is due yeah it was a brilliant fight it was really it was a really tense fight chandler is a madman he's so powerful like the hits Oliveira took really hurt him he got cut up within the first uh two minutes of the yeah, fight yeah he started the fight really well actually he almost lost he won the, the first the, round yeah he almost lost the fight at the end of the first round he was almost knocked out but uh dodged and weaved and came back strong in the second round with a clinical knockout yeah, TKO win for Charles Oliveira to mm-hmm. take UFC gold for the lightweight division. Yeah, his, his first title shot. Yeah, he's now the champion of the world. Mm-hmm. The other fight, the co-main event, was a very interesting fight. One of the toughest people on earth, Mr. Tony Ferguson. There's no quitting that man. Against Sheesh, one powerful mother soccer. Hey, and Benil Dariush. Oh, Told you about that guy. <laughs> yeah, so Tony Ferguson was totally dominated. Dariush won by a unanimous vote from the judges. So There was a serious hill lock that uh, Dariush got on uh, Tony Ferguson. Told you I thought the fight was over at that point. Told you especially that's one when of his knee toughest popped. motherfuckers on that man is made of steel. Yeah. He could barely put any weight on the leg, but he still saw out all three rounds. Hey, Tony Ferguson. But I think what his can time. You say about that? I think his time is done in UFC. Yeah, maybe his time is coming to an yeah. end. Because that's three losses in a row. Mm. He got uh, Darius kicked his ass. But Darius also is lost a beast. to Charles Oliveira, mm. and Oliveira popped his shoulder. And he still did tap out. <laughs> Like, that man is insane. Yeah, so Dariush, though, is looking beastly. He is also making a charge towards the UFC gold. Yeah. Yeah, so what's that one? What the future holds for him? As Tony Ferguson, honestly, I think this might have been his last fight. I don't yeah, know. I think at, he's turning 38 soon. The yeah. UFC is a young man's game. Even yeah. Dana said it by the way. He doesn't know what's next for Tony. Yeah. The loss was, eh, it was too much, man. He was completely dominated throughout he the entire... He couldn't do anything. You see, the thing about uh, Tony Ferguson is how unpredictable he was when he was younger so it made his fights interesting and his opponents never knew what would come yeah. but now that he's older he can't do what he used to do and his fundamentals have never been the Age best part catching of up, yeah. his fighting technique yeah so, so i don't think he has a long time left in ufc you don't if you didn't tune into ufc Paula for the spoiler but anyway <laughs> on to a different sport uh you want to tell us about syria yeah i do actually it was a very good and entertaining game week uh, there was a lot on the line. A lot of musical chairs happened yet again. 
except with Inter, who had already won the league, but it still got spanked by Juventus. Juventus. Uh, Juventus did win 3-2, but uh, it wasn't a Morata hat-trick like mm. I predicted. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, there were two red cards in the game. It was a well-fought match, and uh, Juve deserved the win to keep up the push with the Champions League spots. Mm. Other than that, we saw Milan take on Cagliari. It would have been a walkover, but Milan decided to shit the bed. And they did a nil-nil draw. Nil-nil draw, yeah. And then uh, Napoli, they had a game with Fiorentina. Fiorentina had been looking strong closing out the season with Vlahovic and uh, Bonaventura Ribery coming into the stride, coming into the fold, playing good football. But they were overpowered by Napoli. A known goal from uh, the Fiorentina defender and uh, Lorenzo Insigne, a screamer. So it was done and dusted. And finally, the great entertainers. One of my favorite teams to watch anywhere, Atalanta, were playing Genoa. Mm-hmm. And again, when it's Atalanta, you know it's high scoring. The game ended 4-3 in their favor, though Genoa really did put up a fight. Now, what that meant for the table was Atalanta remaining second with 78 points. Napoli jump all the way to third with 76 points, ahead of Milan in fourth with goal difference. And Juventus, one point behind them in fifth with 75 points. With the last game week this coming week. Yeah, the last game of the week of the season mm. so it should be a nail biter on to the Liga yep. where we also had drama after drama after drama Barcelona hey. lost their chance to even try and win the title like, after I mean, being whooped this weekend by Zelda I mean at this point are we still taking Ronald Koeman seriously as a manager <sighs> but honestly given the season they've had it was a valiant effort honestly <laughs> just to get to where they are right now from where they started from at the beginning of the season. It was really tricky. So, yeah, yeah. they ran out losers yesterday, 2-1 to Celta Vigo, with yeah. Messi getting a goal and Santamina grabbing two for Celta. While their La Liga title rivals in Real Madrid ran out 1-0 winners against Atletico Bilbao. It was a very hard-fought win. Mm, very a, unlikely goal scorer also. Yeah, in Nacho. And then <laughs> the champions-elect... Because yeah. I really, I really want them to win. I really want Diego to win this title. But it's Athletic came, <laughs> yeah, it's not yet. Athletic came through adversity on the through the weekend, going down one nil to Osasuna and then coming back to score two late goals with Luis Suarez getting the last goal through a crowd of legs after following a corner. Yeah, ended up yeah. in a two one win for Real, not Real Atletico Atleti. Madrid. Yeah, so leaves the table really. Interestingly poised with Tico at 83 at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Real with second at 81. Bassa, who definitely have just lost it, third with 76. And Sevilla, who are fourth with 74, 74. points. Yeah, so the title so basically, is going to be decided this coming weekend. So in basically, the last Atleti game. are playing for a draw. Yeah, they're playing for a draw or win. Because Real also need to win this game just to put them under any sort of pressure. Mm, yeah, this could be a very dramatic end to the we're season. Gonna, yeah, we're going to have a very interesting week ahead. Speaking, we have so many things going on this Speaking week. of dramatic endings to the season, the French League. Yes. Which is turning great. out into a cracker. Honestly. It has been great. Like the mm. whole season, it's been unpredictable. Like it's not the usual PSG won the league in December. But again, too much drama. Now, this is what went on over the weekend. First of all, uh, Lyon were playing Nîmes, the Crocodiles. And Lyon came out 5-2 winners, right? Then PSG take on Rim uh, later that day and win 4-0. Lille, the people in pole position who you expect to have an easy go of it, draw with Saint-Étienne, 0-0. And Monaco beat Rennes 2-1, right? This is what it means for the table. Yeah. Now, 
Lille with a draw have 80 points. Mm. PSG have 79. 79, point for higher, yeah. And Monaco have 77. With Lyon 76, so they can't really challenge for the title. Yeah, with Monaco yeah. having an outside shot to win the title. But it would be a very comedic win because for them to win, they need both PSG and Lille to lose the last game of the They'll season. Buy right? a couple of goals. And then they need to score three. If, if, if the two teams if lose. the two teams lose by yeah. a certain number of goals. Two nil. That's no, it. the goal difference is plus six. So yeah, currently, four, unless Lille go down by maybe three goals and Monaco manage to score three, three or four. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's an out, outside shot, but it's still a shot. Yeah? yeah, that means the last game of the season in France is going to be insane. Insane, yeah. I guess the Premier League is also shaping up. Yeah. Going into the Premier League, we also have the we have a game week this midweek. Yeah. And then at the weekend, we have the, the last games game of, of the, the season. season. Which looks really poised as well for a top four push. Liverpool edging closer and closer. They're just a point outside the top four. Mm-hmm. Chelsea in fourth with 64 and Liverpool in fifth with 63. Yeah. Leicester with 66, Manu 70 and Champion City with 83. So this weekend's results had... Uh, didn't really have that much of a bearing on the table, really. But the games were very entertaining. Yeah, very entertaining. Tottenham ran out to nil winners against Wolves. Which was surprising, especially considering that Nuno Espirito Santo is one of the top wanted managers by the Spurs board. <laughs> yeah. But and then West Brom and Liverpool, the dramatic game of the weekend. I mean, any time a, <laughs> a goalkeeper scores in the last minute of the game, yeah, you so know shit was real. West Brom-Liverpool was tied at 1-1 until the 94th minute when goalkeeper. <laughs> Alison Becker. Alison Becker came through with a headed goal at the last minute, giving Liverpool a 2-1 win. Yeah, but we have to give credit to uh, West Brom in that game. They, despite being relegated, you expect them just to come here as a formality. Mm-hmm. But they take the lead through a Kano. clinical finish uh, by Hal Robson Kanu. Mm. And then they go, there's an equalizer from Mosala. Then you expect, oh, here come the floodgates. But they held firm, created chances. It was unfortunate that they had to concede to a goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other game, Everton lost to already relegated Sheffield too. So. Yeah, eh, was wasn't such a an interesting weekend for some teams. There, some teams had no games over the weekend. Yeah, but actually, the first game of the weekend was a cracker. It was Man City taking on Man Newcastle, City Newcastle yeah, on Friday which night. Ended in, in a City three two, four three win. Yeah, yeah. And what was amazing about it was Ferran Torres. Yeah, twenty one years old Spaniard time. gets a hat trick, and the first goal of that hat trick, absolute. F- beauty a flick loops over the keeper right and then you think no he can't do anything better than that and scores a volley with the second goal mm. i mean joe willock got on the score sheet joe linton got a penalty and converted it it was a really entertaining game yeah yeah so i guess that was it for your weekend i so. mean not really because there was another english game despite it not being on the league uh it was the fake oh, yeah, final. we had the FA final and it was chelsea taking on leicester <sighs> guess who won I'll give you three guesses. Yes. <laughs> it was Leicester mm. with the Yuri Tillemans goal in the 63rd minute. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, Chelsea really tried. They tried to put up a fight, but when everything, when everything goes wrong, <laughs> when everything goes wrong. Everything is meant to go wrong. It just go wrong. Yeah. And it wasn't just going wrong for the men because uh, the Chelsea women's team lost, yeah, the, lost Champions the Champions League, League final. to Barcelona too. 4-0. What a whooping. What is that? <laughs> the drumming, not even a whooping. Yeah, so Chelsea had the chance to win, 
their first title under Tuchel this weekend, which yeah, they failed. lost. Yeah, but they still have one more attempt in the Champions League. In the League Champions final. League, but honestly, if Brendan Rodgers beat them this weekend, I don't think they'll be able to beat Pep Guardiola. Yeah, true. And plus, yeah, Leicester just deserved the win. Honestly, it, they yeah. are due a title after their Premier League uh, triumph. And Brendan and Rogers. Brendan is also due due yeah. a title. So congratulations to Leicester City, the twenty twenty. And the FC Barcelona Cup women's champions. Team. And because the Barcelona women's team who are winning yeah, this year's, easy. Yeah, in this year's Women's Champions League. So congratulations yeah. to those guys. So yeah, let's get into our next segment. So now we move on to our next segment, which is where we take a look at everything coming your way in terms of sport this week. And uh, first things first, I think we should go into a sport we haven't talked much about because it's about to get to its peak. Drew? It, it is at it. It is at its peak. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the NBA. Uh, not a very much watched sport, but it's amazing. What I do love you mean? watching I it. I watch it all the time. What yeah, do you mean? It's not... You're an individual, not a group. Guys only <laughs> wait for the NBA till it gets to the playoffs. Then they get interested in it. Yeah, but uh, see if Nikama NBA doesn't go, isn't happening throughout the entire year, but Yeah, true. But American rules for their sports are quite interesting. And I hear there's a new feature added to the playoffs this year. Yeah, so the regular season games are over. Yes. 72 games. Each team plays 70, 72 games. Yeah, about 72. Yeah, so we're done with that. Into the most important part of the season Mm -hmm. where we go into the playoffs. But before that, something's new. We have something called a play-in tournament. Uh-huh. So, see, you know how NBA teams are seeded from the 1st to the 15th, depending on the best win percentage you have. Yeah. So, number 1 to 6 qualify directly for the playoffs. Basically, automatic qualification, yeah, the you're safe. Top 6, yeah top six, <laughs> yeah, top 6 winning percentages <laughs> go directly into the playoffs from both conferences, that's mm-hmm. East and West. So, the new thing is, this year we have something called a play-in tournament, yeah. where we're going to have two games from separate conferences. So yeah. two from the East and two from the West, where we have the number seven seed, eight seed, nine seed, and 10 seed going head to head to determine who gets the final slot in the... In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Two teams two from teams. each conference. Yes, two teams from each conference. Okay, so this week, today, actually not today, 18th, and today? The 17th, so tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow we have the playing tournament game ones going on. The first yeah. game is between Charlotte, Hornets, and Indiana Pacers. Uh-huh. Second game again is uh, Washington Wizards versus Boston Celtics, which, which, which looks quite interesting. That's which both the East. teams being there is quite surprising. Because uh, first of all, Wizards have had a very good season. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook has had them on his back. Yeah, and him and Bradley Beal. Yeah. yeah, they've won a lot of games. It's surprising to see that. Russell Westbrook actually broke yeah. the record for the most triple, uh, triple doubles, doubles in a season. By a, by a single individual, which was held by Oscar Robertson. Yeah. That's something that's been standing for the longest time. And now you see, that just shows you it's a team sport, not yeah. an individual sport. Yeah. And Celtic, uh, not so long ago, they were in the playoff finals. And yeah. here we see them in a playing tournament. I'm, I'm guessing everyone's just had a difficult year. And they're, they're not the only big scalps in the playing tournaments. Yeah, uh, we also have Lakers. We have the Lakers, GSW. yeah, who are the defending champions also in the playing tournament. But imagine playing yeah. So from the Eastern Conference, we have the two games are Charlotte's Hornets and uh, Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. The other one is Washington Wizards versus the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Both very intriguing games. In the Western Conference, we have the upward trending Memphis Grizzlies yep. going against head to head with Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. And then the last game is that's the pick of the bunch, honestly. The GSW. Yeah, Golden Lakers. State Warriors against the Los Angeles Lakers. 
which but, I think it would only be interesting once the players are back from injury on uh, either side. Because right now, uh, LeBron is not yet back. Uh, AD... He should be by... AD is also just coming back from his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded a lot of players out who had the experience and the know-how to get them in. So this is a fairly young side. And when your star is uh, Caruso, you might be in trouble going against Steph Curry. But I think they have a really good uh, role players in the squad. Mm-hmm. Apart from AD and uh, LeBron, we have uh, Caldwell Pope. They have Caruso, yeah. as you said. They have... Um, Talon Houghton Tucker. They have a bunch of squad players on the team. Hopefully, they'll perform in the playing tournament. But they're going against the scoring title leader in mm. Steph Curry, yeah. who's been sheesh, just and, just magnificent. And probably one of the best centers in the league in uh, Drummond. Yeah, for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. so it's gonna be an interesting <laughs> matchup. Draymond going against Drummond. Yeah. Steph against LeBron, but I don't think they'll have an answer for AD. So yeah, honestly, we'll just see. We all, I'll pick this game as one of my. Uh, Later on, we'll yes, talk more. About we'll it. talk more about it. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, keep an eye out for the NBA playing tournament this week, and then from the twenty second, the playoffs. We we'll get into the playoffs officially. And speaking of playoffs, there's another playoff going on: the championship playoffs, where uh, teams in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth uh, go head to head to determine who takes the last spot in the Premier League. Yeah. Now, uh, the first game is an absolute cracker. We have Bournemouth taking on Brentford, and uh, why this game is so interesting? When Bournemouth are the only team that were relegated last season from the Premier League that have not yet qualified. Yeah, both Norwich and. Uh... What's the other team? Um, Watford. Watford are back in the Premier League. And both those teams were worse than Bournemouth last season. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure on Bournemouth to perform and get themselves back up. But that's not the only problem. They're going against uh, uh, Brentford, very son, good Brentford being yeah. led by Ivor Tony at the top, who has broken the record for goals scored in a single season by a player yeah. in the championship. So you have a free-scoring Brentford side with Ivor Tony, and you have a heartily driven Bournemouth side to get back into the Premier League. Yeah. And the second game places uh, Swansea to take on Barnsley. Now, Swansea have been here recently. They've been in the Premier League recently. And they do have the players who have the capacity to get them there. However, Barnsley have been the shock of the season. A lot of people thought they'd be fighting relegation to League One. But here they are getting the last into position. the championship playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And it's a serious possibility that they, they would qualify to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah so would be a shocker. True, and uh, I think we're in for a, a really good couple of games. Yeah, the first leg kicks off tonight, and the second on the twenty second. We're at the tail end of basically every other <laughs> sporting uh, event in the in the year, so we should have a very interesting week ahead of us. Mm, the sure. NBA playing tournament, the Premier League coming to an end. Yeah. Syria coming to an end. La Liga. La Liga coming Liga. to an end. Liga. Yeah, so it's a very interesting week. But those aren't the only highlights because we also go back to the racetrack. Yeah, with, uh, the Monaco this week Grand we have Prix. the Monaco Grand Prix coming up. And the Monaco Grand Prix is always one of the most challenging uh, circuits, especially for rookie drivers. Very, uh, and very this difficult time, to take around Monaco. And this season, uh, it's a lot of rookies, if you think about it, because we do have... Uh, 
uh, what's his name? Mazespin. We have Mick Schumacher and we have Sunoda. Yeah. And uh, the Haas team has been, uh, they have a terrible car. I told you about Haas, man. Mm. They weren't really focusing on this year mostly. Yeah. It was for them, it's all about the development for next year's yeah. car. That's why I guess they're giving Mazespin a, <laughs> a good uh, run. Yeah, it's a long leash. He's yeah. on a very long leash. So I think this will be a very interesting watch. A lot of uh, mistakes will happen. Yeah. Alonso is back racing in Monaco for the first time in what? Yeah. Four or five years. Yeah. So there's a lot to look out for. And uh, McLaren will be racing in a special livery. Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. I don't know if you've got, you I guys have like seen it. it. For real. I don't like the it. light blue is beautiful. I don't like yeah. it. And other than that, uh, Horner, team principal of Red Bull, says this is the weekend that will determine Red Bull's season. They need a win, honestly. If, if they can't trying to, Yeah, if they're trying to catch up to Mercedes, I think Monaco is the one track mm. where they should get be able to get a win because they have a superior car, it seems. And but it's not only it's about just, speed. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton has been standing out though. He's just been showing his class through the grid. I yeah. mean, he's such a brilliant driver. And if he keeps on being so dominating in this race, it will be the end of Red Bull because this isn't a quick track. This is a track about technique yeah. and precision. And if you don't have that as a driver, there's no way you'll achieve success. Yo, so a heavy week ahead. Yeah, there's Let's, a lot to look out there's for. There's a lot to look out for. Yeah, so... We'll keep you updated as we go on through the week. Make and sure to follow us on our socials. On Instagram at the Sports Bar KE. And on Facebook, it's at the Sports Bar. Yeah. So, yeah, on to our next segment. We have the Sports Bar selection. Yep, yep. You yep. want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure thing. My selection for this week, there, there's nothing else. It's Bournemouth and Brentford. Yeah. I mean, this game. That's is... such a matchup by there. It's a good game. Yeah. It's a good watch. And I mean, Brentford, uh, the last season they were here in yeah. the playoffs yeah. and lost. In the finals, yes. which was completely heartbreaking. And they lost so many of their players with Ollie Watkins moving to Aston Villa. We saw uh, Said Ben Rama leave in January and join West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. And they broke up the BMW partnership up top. But as soon as they lost Ollie Watkins, they went to uh, Newcastle and took a youngster who was being overlooked in Ivatoni. And here he is in his first championship season breaking records. Ivan Tony was actually in League, League One. Yes, yeah. with Ipswich, I think. Yeah, on loan. Yeah. And then goes back to Newcastle and told there's no space for you. Because yeah. they, they have Joe Linton, Callum they have Wilson. Callum Wilson. Mm. Yeah, it's full up there. Lloyd Gale also got to go back. Yeah. And now, here he is trying to prove a point that he is good enough to play in the Premier League. I mean, he is. If he's broken records and scoring so many goals But in the don't forget, Timu Puki did the same thing. Puki scored when Norwich came up. And he also did the same thing this season. He yeah. was the leading force for Norwich. But it's a different animal once you're up. Yes, you'll get a good run of games. Get Ask good Sheffield, goals. yeah. And then, in Omana, Tuki. But Bournemouth stayed up in the Premier League for about five years mm. under Eddie Howe. They built a good team, but they never really rotated the players. They never had a change in ideas. Their identity was built around those group of players. So when they dropped off and aged, there was no coming back for them. They let go of a lot of good players, the likes of Tyrone Mins. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, and brought in terrible replacements. Uh, if we can talk about Jordan Ibe. <laughs> like, Bonmouth have been struggling. And but now, if they were able to make it back to the Premier League, that would be something. The three teams relegated last year back into the Premier League, yes, that would be something. It would be interesting, and that's what they're looking for. They can't be the only ones left on, and if they are, it will break their morale, and next season they might be unable to make a push for it like they did this season. Yeah, you so. know, once you get there, you, you become comfortable. Yes, you're big dogs there, 
and you might just want to stay there. Yeah, so watch out for championship playoffs. Yeah. Linseed selection is... Uh, Bournemouth and Brentford. Yeah, so mine, honestly, I think I love basketball too much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to settle on basketball. The so, playing tournaments, as I said, starts tomorrow with the very interesting games on the cards. The Charlotte Hornets versus Indiana Pacers game is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Charlotte have some of the best young players in the league. Very in talented. Lamelo Ball, Ball, yeah. He's really out performing his brother. Yeah. <laughs> they have a uh, they have a few rookies as well on their team. They have a really good squad going up against a Pacers side that's that took off mid-season, honestly. They had a terrible start to the year yeah. with a few injuries. After the trade deadline, they acquired a few pieces to add to their roster. Yeah, And they've been making a push for the playoffs. So the first game between Charlotte, and, uh, Charlotte Hornets and Indiana Pacers Kesho. The other game is whew, a massive hitter. Wizards and Celtics. Yeah, Washington and Boston. That's a dope, dope team. Bradley Beal was the second player after Steph Curry in the scoring leaders. Yeah. And then Russell Westbrook mm. is... The all-time, the all-time great. He's an all-time great. Yeah. Right now, he holds the record for most triple doubles in a season by any player, any active player in the NBA. Mm. So yeah, Washington, Boston, also a very good game. And then we have Spurs and Memphis. Memphis also has a good core with young kids coming up. Mm. Jean Morant. They have a good core building. They have a there and San Antonio Spurs also are rebuilding. It's a rebuild phase. Spurs, so it's a, it's a good game because these are two very young teams going head to head. I mean, Spurs have had a tough a tough couple of years. Yeah. I mean, since they made it to the playoff finals, I think in 2017, they've just been yeah. But downhill. the good thing with Pop is each year in year out, they're always there. You always talk about yeah. Spurs when it comes to the playoffs. They have, they never miss. They have you know? a good pedigree for yeah. Greg the Popovich, the coach is really brilliant. Yeah, and then the pick of the bunch, honestly, for me is the. Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Which Former is champions. Both teams Defending champions going against previous champions. Former champions, yes. Yeah. So Golden State, Steph Curry going against, going up against AD and LeBron. It's going to be a huge, huge game mm-hmm. with a lot of impact on this game. Because if, if Golden either, State actually end up winning this game and knock Lakers out of the playoffs contention, that would be news all over the world. Actually, whichever one of those two, if either one misses out yeah. on the playoffs it's going yeah. to be big news it's no going to be what. if lakers miss out because it's last big season, news it's hella hella big because last season uh, uh warriors had injuries for days and had a terrible season. yeah and they didn't but make they, it to the playoffs yeah this season they've had the same terrible injuries throughout with uh, clay hurt even before the season began mm-hmm. but steph's been handling the entire team and letting kd go was a big mistake they had no choice in that anyway. But yeah, so let's watch out for basketball. And then in other news as well, we have the Basketball Africa League. I don't know if any one of you has had that. I saw well, that with the... The only reason I know about this is because of J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to be playing, representing Nigeria. He's playing in one, for one of the teams in the tournament, yeah. yeah. But this is uh, this is the first installment of something that we hope is going to be I'm... consistent. We have the Basketball League just to bring out all the basketball talent from within africa which we have some good teams which there's a lot yeah so mm. the nba and the nba came together with some former players yeah. some african some former african players and formed the african basketball league yeah and I'm we're hoping sometime soon we're waiting yeah we're waiting to see a kenyan team on the yeah mm. on the stage too. that's going to be very entertaining because kenyan and kenyans love basketball it's yeah. like another pastime yes we love football but when it comes to basketball it's the best way to pass your weekend. Yeah, so my selection for the week is uh, your NBA playing tournament. Yeah. Starting on the 18th. That's tomorrow. So keep an eye out.
So now, Aren't let's see how segment? accurate we can be in our next segment where we talk about predictions and our opinions about breaking news this week. Now, uh, Drew, mm. let's kick it off with our predictions. Uh, yeah, so this week I... Keeping up with the NBA team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my first game is the Lakers-Golden State game. That has so much hanging over it. <sighs> game one. It's only one game, by the way, since it's a tournament. Um... Who do I give this to? Who do you give this to? You've been so wrong. Honestly, I give so this, I'm going to give this to the Lakers just yeah. because they seem to have a stronger squad than the Warriors currently mm-hmm. on paper. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Lakers to win this game as my first prediction. Yeah. The second one is a repeat of the FA Cup final. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea Leicester, yeah. So, I think Leicester are going to have a hangover from the weekend. Mm. So, Chelsea to win this game by two goals to one. Revenge. Yes. And then my last game, keeping up with the NBA team, mm-hmm. I have the Wizards and the Celtics game. And who do you have? This one is a bit tricky, but I'm going to settle for Boston. Boston? Yeah, I'm going to settle for Boston. I believe Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown might just have a lot for Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Mm. Yeah, so I give Boston this game. What about you? Well, I had a very good weekend with most of my predictions being right. So <coughs> let me pump my chest a little bit when I get into this. Now, okay, let's see. I'm going to kick things off with the championship playoffs. And uh, the first game is Bournemouth and Brentford. And there's a lot on the line and both teams will really want to win. And I think Bournemouth being home might give them motivation, but there's no stop in Brentford. They, the bees have been here, and they really want this right now. And I think they're going to edge out Bournemouth 3-1, so they'll have an easy second leg without having to risk. 3-1 Brentford. Yeah. Okay. And the second game between Barnsley and Swansea, I think it won't, it will have some attacking flair, but... I don't think it will lead to any goals. I think Barnsley will try and protect their home and make it a fortress. fortress. And that way I see a nil-nil draw. For the first leg? Yeah, for the first leg. Okay. And my final game is Brighton and City. Now, City might have won their game against Newcastle on Friday night, but watching that game and I realized something. They've already tied up the league. They no longer have ambition for it. Right now, they're just trying to prepare for the Champions League final as much as possible. That means they're not really fielding a competent squad for wins. Yes, you have the likes of Sterling and Aguero in the side. But even when they want to miss opportunities by trying panenkas, <laughs> it's not looking good. Your yeah. overconfidence will be a downfall. And I genuinely think Brighton are going to beat them 1-0. One one yeah, Graham Brighton. Potter has... A great team. They play beautiful football. Yeah, they, he has Brighton playing really beautiful football. And I think with that in mind, and uh, CCT having a few young players, the likes of Benjamin Mendy coming in, he wants as many of his players to reach the requirement of five games played so they can get the medal. And that's why I think Eddie, Eric Garcia, uh, Benjamin Mendy, uh, Kyle Walker, Jean Cancelo might not play. He might look for another option. Maybe Nathan Ake on, as a fullback. It's not going to be good for them. So, Brighton win on you. Yeah. Okay, that's it for our predictions. Now, there's been a lot of news this week, but I think the pick of the bunch for me was uh, Zidane announcing that he's leaving Real Madrid. Yeah, so these are our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just jump into it because I've been waiting to talk about this for a while. Yeah, so... You know, Zidane... At the end of the season, it, he told his players and staff that he's going to be leaving at the end of the season. And you know, Zidane is like the OG 
this is a, a very interesting fact about him. Every time he's ended uh, or left a team, it has been by his own choice. Zidane has never seen the, like you're fired or denied a contract extension. Mm. When he played his last game for Real Madrid, he still was on contract but said he's retiring. And after the World Cup disaster, after the headbutt, he retired completely from football. His first stint with Real Madrid, he left on his own terms. And then he was brought back. And here he goes again, leaving on his own terms. Yes, it's a terrible ego play and uh, diminishes the legacy of uh, the club. Because if a manager... No, but honestly, leaving, I don't think he's leaving because of any personal issues. I think he just feels more dead, <laughs> brain-wise, as in... Madrid is so stale currently. There's no progress they are making apart from building Santiago Bernabeu, honestly. And it's it, just been stagnant for a while now. And I think Zidane needs, needs a change. I think it and all his, comes down to their recruitment policy. He's being mooted to replace Andrea Pilo in Turin if Pilo does get the sack from Juventus. Mm. That's, that could also be one of the reasons he wants to leave. Just go back to his boyhood club yeah. in Juventus. But you see the other thing with uh, Real Madrid, uh, why, is, why Zidane will be tired of it. Their recruitment policy for the past three years has been terrible. Ever since Ronaldo left the club, they've been unable to actually build a team that can win. Uh, yes, you have Modric, Cruz and Casemiro, but Modric and Cruz... Mm. The core reaching, is catching up with the, the age. The age is catching up with them. They're about to retire. Mm. You have uh, youngsters all over the rest of the pitch. You have Vinicius. You have Rodrigo. Yeah, who is going to take a while to, into, to mature yeah. into proper players. And the players who were supposed to be the heir to Real Madrid, the ones who were supposed to take over and feed Eden them. Hazard. Eden Hazard, Isco, Asensio. They've, they've all, all been terrible. Yeah, they've all just thrown away. And... I mean, the only player who came good uh, last season and this season has been Thibaut Couture. Despite such and a bad start, honestly, Benzema has Benzema been has overlooked. Been, yeah, he's been, been but he's always overlooked. But he's basically been holding that team together for last season and this season, scoring as many goals as possible. Yeah, and Sergio Ramos also coming yeah. in with very vital goals, whether it's from a corner or a penalty. And you see, I, I honestly think Zidane just deserves a change. So maybe this is what Real need to, so they can go get a different manager. But now who? You see, looking at the current pool of available managers, there's not really one who the Madristas will take a liking to. There's Madristas a bunch have, of very good managers in Spain, actually. But look at Madrid. They look at the name. They look at the pedigree. You, Gareth Bale, despite being a big name in world football, was mistreated in his time there. And it's the same thing with the manager. The fans, they're used to getting what they want. And if they get a manager who they do not like, it's going to lead to trouble. And the only available managers who would be anywhere near the quality that they want is maybe Allegri. Mm. Yeah, but you see what I mean? There's no anyway, big name in management. Basic course, you know, they could just do a coup like they did with the Spanish national teams. This is Madrid. <laughs> this is going to be able to take no, no, they could do something like that, but uh, I don't think so. They it's, could go for Joachim Lowe, whose tenure with the German national team is up after the Euros. No name there, Sammy. But he's he still needs a, a break. He needs we are not quite technical director of national team <laughs> in Germany. And another person who could be on the shortlist is Jurgen Klopp. 
Yeah, but I don't think Jorgen is leaving in Liverpool anytime soon. No, no, so, no. yeah, I mean, there is a bunch of names we could float out there, but Max Allegri seems the most obvious because he's the biggest name out there currently. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, let's see what Zidane does with the future. I'm really curious too. I'd really like him to go back to Juventus. It would be interesting to see him in the Premier League with uh, Spurs still looking for a manager. Yeah, Spurs are also looking for a manager, so <laughs> let's see. But yeah, keep it, keep, keep it sports bar. We'll keep you updated through the summer with all the transfer news and mm, every and news that breaks. Yeah, musical chairs. Every news that breaks through the transfer window. Mm. Uh, yeah, on to the other opinion, which is hella funny. Uh, one blue team won the FA Cup. Guess but it's one. not the one people expected. <laughs> Chelsea have... They, they choked. There's no other word for yeah, it. They're, they're not bottlers. Like, they're not bottlers like Spurs, but they really did choke. I mean, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous to think uh, they made it to the Champions League final. And before that, Thomas Tuchel had only lost one game in charge. And since the announcement that they'll be in the final, since that game, they've lost three. The concentration switch. Mm-hmm. And now, looking at that and what it means is Man City are going to wipe the floor with them. Yeah, I like, think they do. Honestly... Yes, Chelsea. This is treble guaranteed season for City. Because this isn't a Chelsea team where all of a sudden Fernando Torres becomes Superman. I know. Or Didier Drogba realizes his head is more powerful than his leg. (laughs) But besides even Chelsea just choking to in the final, in the fake up final, I think Leicester have been due a title. Mm. Brendan Rodgers has been due a title. Like, I mean, it, it just was written meant, in the stars. It was written in the stars, honestly. If you could see the reaction from my Leicester's chairman... It really meant a lot It to meant them. the world to them. Mm. After the passing of their chairman before... In and the helicopter, yeah, the, crash. The, the, the helicopter crash. Having won the Premier League and then having tried to get into so many other finals, and failing at the last minute. Yeah. I mean, Leicester, Choking last season, making it to the Champions League yeah. in the last day. And I think what it also means is some of these players will be immortalized by last year. Jamie Vardy. Uh, Kasper Schmeichel. Kasper Schmeichel. Did you see the saves he made over the weekend? Yeah. In that game. He made two Waldies, man. The two saves that and were world class. Looking at those two players uh, specifically, they have won two titles with the Leicester side Leicester. after getting them promoted. Yeah. Suffering through Ian Holloway's and management. With Morgan. Yeah, but Morgan hasn't played this season, so he probably won't receive a no, He played in the cup, cup games. Earlier in the season, yeah. but he hasn't played key matches. And All Brighton is another one who yeah. has touched, especially if you look at these players. Leicester. They were considered rejects. Leicester's right? story is just magical. All Brighton thrown away by Aston Villa, deemed not good enough. Danny Simpson <laughs> thrown away by Spurs, not good enough. Jamie Vardy kicked out of Sheffield Wednesday. Kelechi and Nacho. Man City reject. Man City reject. Like, it's a team built on players not Johnny being Evans. good enough. Johnny Evans, <laughs> what? <United's> <laughs> I mean, honestly, they deserved it. Kudos to Leicester. And yeah, I think played. the most impressive player for them this season and deserved this was Timothy Castagne. Coming from Serie A. Yeah, he's a adapted where, very fast. Yeah. A league where he never had a chance. But Yuri Tillman's goal was the pick of the bunch. It was spectacular. Yeah, he's I turning mean, out into a, some some midfielder. I really hope he gets that contract extension. Yeah. And looking forward to Leicester next season, honestly. Because now with Wesley Fofana, who proved himself to be a world-class defender this season. Yeah, they're the team to watch. All the, team, all the players that were recruited by Brendan Rodgers, all the players, they've come good. 
Yeah. And now they'll have a chance to push. Yeah, that's a, like a stepping stone, basically. It's just the foundation they've built it's for themselves with winning the FA Cup. Yeah, so let's see what what that leads to. Uh, that, as long as they can keep Jamie Vardy or and Brendan Rodgers and Kelechi Anacho, if he can keep this form, I genuinely think Leicester will have a good chance of winning next season's Premier League. Yeah, so kudos to Leicester, them winning the FA Cup. They made my weekend. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, that's that's about all the time we have for this week on the bar. Yeah, and uh, I have been your favorite barman, Kibbs, but I have to leave. There's a drink waiting on me, so Drew will finish things up. As always, always, it's nice to have you for company. See you again next week. No, this week. Yeah, sometimes. Bye.